I have two of the amazing people behind Crypto Cloaks joining me today and very excited for this one. Rick, me and you have been speaking for the last five minutes because I've had some technical problems on my end and I don't know what exactly to call you, art design, we've got art design, art pleb or your plebness. We have to choose one for the interview. Can you choose one, please? Uh, just call me Art. I think that will suffice. Art. Okay. We call him SF because we, we all call him SF anyways. SF. Okay, go. I'll go with that one. SF yeah, and Rick. It stands for science fiction, of course. Of science course. fiction. <laughs> <laughs> so SF and Rick from Crypto Cloaks. And like Rick, I said to you before, I'm, I'm really, really excited for this one. I have been admiring your work for a long time. And all the boys in 21ism, we were having this discussion. We we're like, okay, who do we choose for design this time? And normally there'll be a little bit of uh, an argument or you know, a couple of people will really love a product or design or, or a feature that we're going to do. And, and there'll be one person who's not so sure. But this was the fastest one we've had yet everyone was just like yeah fucking all in love it get them on so uh you you have a lot of love out there and you have some amazing products and i was hoping today to dig in a little bit more before we get into the products just how did you guys meet and uh without doxing yourself how did this project come about yeah you, uh sf you want me to start yeah sure go ahead all right. I guess. Do you want to start the whole journey of how I got into the comp- how I started the company, or where do you want to take it? What I'd like to know is a little bit more. Like I say, I, I look at these products and I'm like, you just get the Bitcoin space. Every time I think, ah, oh, I'd really like something to be built, you've already fucking built it. You seem, <laughs> you seem like you you guys are so interwoven into this that uh, it almost hurts. So. I want to know how you got to that point, how you found Bitcoin, how did you decide, right, we want to start building these products and, and you know, were you guys all friends before or, or did you meet through Bitcoin? Yeah, I guess I'll start at the ending technically because how we keep creating all these products that people want is it's really ideas that come from the community itself. I mean, I, I look at our company, I say, well, we're community driven. Three quarters of the ideas that we get or release products for have come from the community requesting one thing or another. So that's really how we have pretty much keep bringing products that people want is because you guys, you guys tell us what you want and then we just work with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's really helped. It makes it easy for us too. But I guess before that, I, I really got into 3d printing. I don't know, like four or five years ago. And then six months into the printing, I got into Bitcoin and that's kind of where everything took off at all. I've probably told this story a couple of times, but it all started with me wanting to hide my ledger off of my table. I didn't want it up on the table so anybody could see it. So I actually just designed a mount, just designed a mount and then put it on Etsy and said, hey, maybe people want to buy this. And that's really where it took off because we started on Etsy. 
we never really started on Twitter or started on our own website. We really launched on Etsy. Incredible. And so, yeah, so it's really come from a place of you actually want something and uh, there's not something available, so you build it yourself. And presumably then that was uh, a product that lots of other people were interested in and you thought, okay, there's a business here. Yeah, exactly. It, it was pretty crazy. It started out with hardware wallet mounts and here we are. <laughs> we design node cases, grenades, Bitcoin badgers. I mean, we, we do a lot now and it's crazy where we, where we actually started from. Okay, and SF, how how did you get involved with the project? How did you and Rick already know each other, or no, how did no, it work? Not really. We 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 talked on Twitter first, I believe, when Rick contact contacted me to do a CSS checkout design for his BCP server, mm-hmm. um, which which I really uh, liked, uh, and I, I did gladly. And I think during this process, I badgered them a lot about making a note uh, that has the uh, the famous uh, quote from uh, what's the guy called again? Warren Buffett. Warren, exactly. Warren Buffett, who said, uh, who famously called Bitcoin Red Poison Squared. <laughs> so thanks to this wonderful quote from Warren Buffett. Um, who gave me tre- tremendous amounts of inspiration, uh, I, I thought it would be fantastic to get a shell for my note that looked like a, a poison box. You know, this filthy little uh, yeah, yeah. rat bait box. You rat poison. Exactly. <laughs> and I've been badgering them for it for, for, for a bit, uh, but of course they were very busy and Eventually, I said, look, if I can get some flaps from the community together to throw in some some sets, will you build it? And he, he promised they would, so that's how we got started, basically. I, I found a bunch of flaps who were willing to put in uh, the, their, their stoshis, and Rick got to designing. I designed the logo, and thus I came involved into the project. Very cool. And so I've got two of you here, obviously Rick and SF and Lomi as well. How, how did he get involved? How, how did that work? Yeah, the infamous Lomi. Uh, that, that actually all started because he designed a box, the cash box that we have that holds your uh, uh, cold card, SD cards and your seed plates. And he designed okay. one for himself. And I go, hey, if you want to sell those, I can mass print them. <laughs> And I could give you whatever uh, cut that you want. And from there, I was like, okay, well, you design really cool shit. And I'm looking for designers to help me do more stuff. Do you want to be part of the team? And he said, absolutely. And we worked out a deal, and now he's been on the team ever since. And he keeps designing more and more cool shit. Well, uh, cool shit is what you guys do. Um <laughs> The, the the amount of times that like I was I was just literally before I jumped on this I was speaking to Bitcoin Q and A and uh, I was like oh yeah I'm just jumping on with crypto cloaks and he was like tell them I fucking love the Triton it's so sick it's fucking awesome <laughs> and I was like yeah all right I'll let them know just yeah everything on there like I said before it just it encapsulates this Bitcoin space there's so much cool stuff like like you said that the mounts and things like that these kind of things that um 
they're, they're not obvious. They're not things that most people would really appreciate. But when you're trying to protect, you kind of protect your Bitcoin and you, you have these mounts and these different things, they're so useful. There's so many different types of stuff that, that's available through you guys. And it, it seems there is no limit to where you'll go. I mean, where, where do you see this all playing out? Like, do you, do you have any projects that you have up your sleeve or any ideas outside of uh, what I might have seen or is it all top secret? Uh, I mean, our, the biggest thing that we're doing now is we're going to we're gonna expand a little bit into the 3D printing space in general. And really, since we're trying to combine 3D printers and Bitcoins all in the same space, right? We want to we wanna get those Bitcoiners that have 3D printers. We're actually creating, I'll, I'll, I'll share the news, this will be a, the first that we kind of go live with it. Uh, we're actually working on our own 3D printer filament brand. And it's going to be a Crypto Cloaks 3D printing filament. And that's that's our biggest project that we're working on right now on the sidelines. A 3D printed filament. Say Sorry, say that again, just okay. so that I appreciate what you've just said. Yeah, so you know how 3D printers use uh, filament to print the objects? We're okay, actually yeah, working yeah, yeah. on our own brand of filament that 3D printers will use. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, so I'm, will, I have to I have to admit my 3D printing knowledge is uh, is, is zero. Um, other than like I know it can make cool stuff. Yeah. So tell me. So the the filament is what makes the products. It's like all the what? objects. Yeah. The filament is comes on a spool. One kilogram spools are the most common, and that's what actually feeds into your 3D printer and then prints out on the build plate and builds your object. Okay. And so if someone's going to buy this through you. Um, this is something that like they they then attach their 3d printer and this is going to be branded by you and they can just buy it through your site in the future yeah exactly so we're working on that so that's that'll be actually really big i'm really really excited for that project is it completely bitcoin related no but it also ties into the 3d printing space a lot where any 3d printer if they want crypto cloaks brand filament that is on the higher end quality well then we're going to be able to give that out to people. We're going to have that option, which is, it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited for that one. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, because I think there's a lot of people who, there's like this crossover between Bitcoin and 3D printing. Like a lot of people seem to be very interested in it. I always look at it and I'm like, man, I want one of those fucking machines. They look so sick. I want to play around with them. And you have all the 3D gun printers and all these different <laughs> yeah. people um and there's definitely this crossover so i mean it's it's definitely something i want to play around with but i always kind of look at it and i'm like ah oh, it's one of those things where you're going to have to have a really really good machine you're going to have to really know what you're doing and, and it's kind of put me off even experimenting and i think i think that's a great misconception i, I really do really? there's there's 3d printers you can get that we pretty much push on our telegram group for people wanting to learn that are 300 dollars and that's okay. what everybody's getting to really just see if they are interested in 3D printing. I mean, 300 bucks to learn about 3D printing and seeing if you actually like it as a hobby or something more. I think that's really a really good price point. That's incredible considering what you can do with these things. Exactly. And and so with something like that, are you still going to be able to produce the same sort of products as long as you're using a quality filament or or is it a case of they just don't have as many bells and whistles as maybe something that someone who's doing it all day every day is going to have 
Yeah, I mean, my printers are generally a thousand dollars, seven hundred ninety-nine if you want to buy the kit, or a thousand pre-built. And it comes with a lot more uh, bells and whistles, as you'd say. Uh, you got auto leveling beds that do it all for you. It's just, it's just what you're looking for. But it, to learn, I always say, get a basic printer and just learn on that. That's that's the best way to do it. Yeah, I think that's probably the way with everything really isn't it just get your hands dirty and and start learning to use this stuff and i've certainly found that with just like fucking around building nodes and and doing this kind of stuff just get your hands dirty make some mistakes break some stuff and and like don't obviously have too many funds at risk or (laughs) or try anything too crazy but it's a lot of fun it's nice to uh get your hands dirty with this stuff absolutely sf with you, were you already 3D printing before this or, you know, did it, you already, you had this idea for this rat poison squared and then you got into it from that point? Well, to be honest, I did not have any experience with 3D printing uh, at the least. So, um, by the way, I switched microphones. Maybe this is a bit better. I'm not uh, sure. Slightly. Oh. Do you need to uh, shut it down and test it to see if it is? Because I, I do hate it when, like, I feel bad when podcasters do a whole cast. I've seen it on Twitter all the time, and that all oh, the audio is a recording or something's completely screwed up, and you lose a whole good one. I don't want that to happen. Mm. Sounds good. Fine. Yeah, no, because it's you know it's it's going to be a, well, it already has been a great conversation getting to know you guys, and I don't want to uh, yeah, I, I don't want it to be a, a shitty audio quality where people can't hear it. So give give me two three minutes, and then I'll I'll send you another link, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, sounds good. All right, All right cheers guys. I'll speak to you in a minute. We're back. Can you All hear right. me? We are back, back and live. <laughs> we just wait for SF to come through. It, it does sound much, much better now. It's probably on my end. It's some crappy like Bluetooth earbuds. I bet you that was doing something with my phone. So uh, I just switched maybe. to my desktop with a headset. So hopefully we don't have that crap anymore. <laughs> no, no, it's good. I, I can I can hear you perfectly now. So uh, SF, I was just asking before uh, before we had the audio issues. Did you? get involved with this 3d printing stuff after you sent these designs on the rat poison squared stuff or were you already interested already looking into these things well back to the audio stuff first the only issue we're gonna have now is my terrible accent so (laughs) i hope hope everybody listening can suffer through that Uh, i can hear you perfectly Um, but no, no, I wasn't uh, 3D printing. I did find it interesting. I did follow the uh, the, the technology a bit, uh, especially find it interesting that there are some 3D printers out there that once you have one, you can basically print a new one altogether. Mm. So yeah, I did. I I do find the technology very interesting, and I really hope we one day get to the uh, the replicators that are featured in, in Star Trek. Um, <laughs> but before, but, but until we get there, and uh, no, no, I didn't have one. Um, uh, but once I got in contact w- with Rick and Lomi, um, yeah, they, they had a few tips for me and, uh, I managed to buy one on the cheap. Uh, and I've been experimenting a little bit, uh, and I enjoy it, but it's, well, it's, it's not really something that I'm very good at. 
Not yet, at least. Uh, I can manage a few prints. I can get the thing to print fairly properly as well. But my speciality lies with graphic design, mostly. And you're damn good Um, at it. (laughs) Thank you very much. I appreciate that. (laughs) <laughs> i co-signed that message uh yeah thank you yeah there's there's some great stuff and and so where does lomi fit into it lomi fits in by being another designer design engineer that helps us design more and more stuff i mean okay. that guy that guy has some creative solutions for either products or problems that we're looking at to solve and that's where he comes in he's he's very good at thinking on his feet and figuring out things or products to come out with mm. You need someone like that in a team like this because uh, it seems like you move fast. Yeah, and it's just getting faster day by day, I tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I think when the guys came up with the Triton design, it was within a week that they had a first prototype. I was yeah, amazed. We, <laughs> we cruised through that one, and honestly, that's probably one of my favorite products that we have now. I love it. It's fucking awesome. It's uh, <laughs> I'm really, really annoyed because I've just bought my third node case just before this was launched. And now I'm like, oh, God. Now, like, I have a problem already. Uh, this is going to have to be number four. And because it fits two, I'll end up having five. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you're feeding just, the addiction. I'm so I know. sad. I apologize, but man, it, it is cool having sit next to your gaming rig, and it literally looks like a little mini gaming PC, and you're like, that's a Bitcoin node. This thing's fucking yeah. awesome. <laughs> it's so cool, and I like that there's the different configurations, and I've been playing around with it, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, I really like the Whirlpool one at the moment. Oh, yeah. I really, really like that one, and I'm just, I'm just playing around with the configuration. But one is going to be ordered, that is for sure. It's, uh, it's really cool. And with the, with the fans in there, I think you've got the, is it the ice fat? I can't remember what it was called. I've just ordered one, the one with the different colors. Then it really looks like a gaming yep. rig. Oh, I know that cooler on the Raspberry Pi that literally looks like a huge gaming rig cooler. That's the greatest yeah. thing ever. Yeah, I've got one on one of my other ones, and uh, I can't remember what it's called, like an ice ice something like that, ice tower. I think it's ice I tower. Think it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah it's uh, it's really really fucking cool. I, I love that. And so the sort of idea of having the two in there was that just like, oh, it'd just be cool to have two, or was that someone in the community that had a, something spe- specific where they reached out and were like, look, I need this for a certain purpose, or or how did that come about? I mean, we've definitely been asked in the past to do multi-pi node cases. But to have two is technically for me right away. (laughs) I mean, because I wanted to run two different node OSs in the same box. And I figured if I can build something that looks like a game tower, it would be pretty sweet to have two different nodes in there. Yeah. So I can run like Umbrel or my node. And then I have my separate Raspy Blitz in a lightning shell. And it was really just because I wanted Umbrel and my node in one case. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's it's nice. I like it because the thing is, if you have these things all just laid out all over the place, like you have all the clutter, like I love that idea of, you said, having the multiple nodes. Um, I, I was saying before this came out, I was like, oh, it'd be so cool to have like a tower or like a stack of these things so that they're, they're all in one place. And I think this just solves it in such a beautiful way. That'll be the next thing coming. I mean, I got, after getting two in one, the newest thing that people want is four. 
I'm yes. like, Jesus, we just got to keep going more and more pie. So I got to figure out a way how I can get it to do multiple stackings even past four, I think. I think we're going to make a server cluster next. So, so, so in, in about four, five, give it another halving or two, and CryptoCloaks will be printing server clusters. Just pies <laughs> and raspberries all stacked on top of each other. 20, 20 like scalable computers. I really like that. I love that <laughs> idea. I, lo I love that we've got so many different things that you can do with these Raspberry Pis. I know it's really nerdy and geeky, but I love having the different designs of all this stuff as well. And as much as it is nice having everything just in one, like I do like the idea of just having all these different designs on the desk and laid out and like a block clock here and all these different things. And it, maybe it's an addiction, but some of the designs that are coming out of the Bitcoin space are, are just so, so interesting. They're so different. Oh, I agree 100%. I mean, I got the block clock mini coming to the shop. I mean, that thing is badass. I couldn't afford the $5,000 one that I really wanted. So when he came out with the mini, I was like, all right, that's doable. Bye. And there's so many other things out there that I'm, that I'm even buying. So I think it just goes back to having an awesome circular economy. What, what we're all building is I think everybody's just buying stuff in Bitcoin back and forth, slowly but surely. Yeah, and you can just see how things are improving over the years. It's crazy, isn't it? How long have you been involved in Bitcoin? I know, obviously, uh, Ricky was saying it was 3D printing before Bitcoin. SF, was it the other way around? Like, how did you find Bitcoin and, and how has that change been for you? I was, I was there pretty early on. Um, I heard about it for the first time in 2011. And it took me a while before I bought some. And I made the brilliant move to buy some in 2013. The problem is I was a slightly bigger idiot than I, than I am now. <laughs> so I, didn't, I, I did not take the deep dive. I, I heard of it. I got on uh, Gox, anti Gox uh, in May 2013. I bought some. I did not, I did not bother to figure out how to do self custody. Oh no. Like I had uh, better things to do. <laughs> well, I was still studying and I had a, had always had some part time jobs, so I didn't have a lot of income. Well, bought some Bitcoin, didn't figure it out, and of course lost it all. Then I lost a bunch again on BTCE, after which oh. I basically ripped it <laughs> for a couple of years. Oof. Um, yeah, it's been a ride. I've written about it the past few weeks, and I had a lot of fun trying to figure out the exact timeline of how things went down. My memory is pretty glitchy about it, uh, but I did have some notes. Uh, I still have the reg registration emails from uh, Gox and uh, a few confirmation emails from BTCE of successful logins and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I pieced together the timeline pretty well. Um, it's going to be published. It's going to be published later next week, I think, in the new issue of Set It Out 21. Which, uh, Very cool. Yeah, which uh, it's, it was nice of them to ask me to, to write it up. Well, I will be having a read through that. 
But uh, I'm sorry to hear that. That sounds like something I'd want to forget as quickly as possible and drown my sorrows on it. But it hasn't put you off by the sounds of it. You're uh, you're 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 still here and involved in in one of the greatest Bitcoin companies that I've seen. And yeah, and it's a lot of fun working with uh, the guys from Crypto Clues. It's uh, one of the best jobs I've ever had, to be honest. Uh, Jesus, man, that <laughs> that means a lot. No, really, because. Um, I can I, I basically can do whatever the fuck I want, <laughs> I love which, it, dude. which is like the dream, but dream job for anyone, I would think. So uh, yeah, it's it's been a wild, wild ride, uh, and well, life happens. I mean, I, I wised up a little bit since 2013, 2014. <laughs> it took me a while to get there, but but uh, you know, I. I I think uh, my story is pretty. I, I think a lot of people went through it. I got seduced by the shit coins in 2017 mm -hmm. and 18. Had over 200 different kinds. Um, but yeah, the only the only thing you'll learn from dealing with shit coins is that it's not worth the effort or trouble. It's better to just stick with the king, which is Bitcoin. And I think you can preach that as much as you want, but I, I think everybody has to go down yeah. that road at one point because they all think, oh, I'm going to make easier money mm -hmm. that way. I think everybody goes down that path. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? No one, no one wants to put the effort in. No one wants to spend the time and... People just want quick money, easy money, and something that's sold as being easy and quick never, never tends to be. Uh, you, you're going to end up having your trousers down, and you know people need to learn. <laughs> it's the nature of the beast, absolutely. People will find out for themselves, and that's why I try to be somewhat dispassionate about what other people do. It's their life, it's their time, it's their money. Do whatever the fuck you yeah. want with it, and you learn. And if you don't, well, that's uh, evolution for you. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. But it does take some time. I mean, did it take you a while to get to that kind of zen place where you just accept that people are going to make their own mistakes and leave them to it? Because, you know, for me, I, I found it really difficult to i found it very very difficult and still do just to shut the fuck up and leave people to it i find it very difficult not to interfere and when i see friends saying to me oh i've just invested in this amazing thing because uh, proof of work is never going to work because it's this and it's that and i'm just like oh you stupid bastard and <laughs> you know all, all you all, all you want to do is is help them and sort it out but have you just literally got to that point now where you're like, nah, leave them to no, it and let them get no, done? absolutely not. <laughs> Especially when it's close friends. Um, I, I really would love to see them put in the minimum, minimal amount of effort to try and understand the paradigm shift that is Bitcoin. But well, I come off like a crazy lunatic selling some kind of religious cult or something and mm, I can't really blame them for it but when it comes to strangers I don't give a fuck I mean <laughs> I'm, 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 my philosophy is nobody nobody has any choice of being brought into the world or coming into this world and having to deal with whatever reality they, they find themselves in but they can damn well 
choose for themselves how they are dealing with it. So I'm all for that. Yeah, let, let the selection process weed out the stupid. I mean, you can tell family and friends as much as you really want to. Like, don't get into shit coins. But it happens no matter what. I have family members that still invest in VeChain and all this other bullshit. And I just sit on the sidelines and shake my head. I mean, they'll learn eventually. <laughs> it's just going to happen. VeChain. Do, do you want to know a, a dirty, dirty secret? I invested uh-huh. in VeChain. Uh, yeah, I know. I fucking flog myself every night before I go to bed. I flog myself 20 <laughs> times. <laughs> um, <laughs> because the, the person who got me invested in Bitcoin also was telling me about all the shit coins. He's like, yeah, tracking wine on the blockchain and it can do this and it can do that and BMW using it. And, and I didn't understand any of this stuff at all, you know. And uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, I'll chuck some money at that. And uh, yeah, I can I can wholeheartedly say that that is an absolutely fucking bullshit project, and they all are. But it takes time. <laughs> it takes time. Yeah, absolutely. You have to lose the money. You have to uh, get burnt. You have to feel the pain, and uh, and then eventually you get to that point, don't you, where you're just like, well, Bitcoin's the only thing that matters. All the people who are working on it seem to care, and you know. I'm not sure, like, because I don't dip my toe into the shitcoin land, but I can't imagine that they have products like we're seeing being built and communities like we're seeing being built and and all this infrastructure being built. It just seems like a totally different world. I can't see anyone who really, truly is, like, in love with this stuff where you come into Bitcoin and people are completely spending their lives on this stuff like everyone yeah they're like devoting their lives to increase bitcoin and make it better and it's it's pretty mind-boggling when people think other side chains or shit coins are going to do that Mm. was that something for you rick when you made the decision to come into this what was that was that you were like okay bitcoin's really fucking cool i want to keep building this stuff like i love 3d printing i love bitcoin so i want to build this did it drag you away from other work that you were doing within 3D printing or were you doing something completely different? No, honestly, uh, 3D printing was pretty much my hobby. I was just printing off random cool shit like everybody else does and then really got into Bitcoin and that's kind of where I wanted to bring what I can to the space myself and bring cool products that people want to show off and talk about. Or I always say Bitcoin is personal, so Bitcoin nodes should also be personal. And I think that's a huge thing. I know a lot of people want under the radar Bitcoin nodes too, but the farther and farther we go down the line, I mean, if you can have a node that's a talking point that stands out, that you can show family Mm -hmm. and friends like, hey, look at this, or what the hell is that on the shelf? And you're like, well, that's a Bitcoin node. And then you can, it's just your talking point that you can really Mm -hmm. start off. And that's kind of what we're trying to do. Yeah, well, you're certainly succeeding with things like the Triton and some of the other cases you've got. And, you know, they they are talking points. And that's the thing with 21ism when we're talking about design. A lot of the time when we're having these discussions, not only is it, you know, how beautiful is the design, how, how how much use is someone going to have to this design, but also it's how much can this bring new people into Bitcoin and understand quite how radical and paradigm shifting this this technology is. And, you know, we had the Bitcoin Lightning ATM on previously, and, and that was a thing where we're like, people are going to see this and be like, this is fucking cool. Like, this is something that I can yeah. use. This is something that's going to attract new people into the space. 
And that's absolutely the same with all of your products. Like, like you just said, it is something that is going to draw the eye and have people questioning because you can spend your whole life bleating on to no coiners about, you know, this is the best money ever and blah, blah, blah. You can go into all of that and they just don't care. You can show them a Triton case flashing away and they're like, that's fucking cool. What's that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you need, they need physical or visual goods to really like get into it. I feel like, Mm. like if you can hold something in your hand or you can like look at a painting and it kind of like makes your mind start going. I think that's what you really need to get more and more of these no coiners to just be like, oh, that's fucking cool. Mm. Oh, that's Bitcoin. I guess I'm going to maybe learn about it because that was a pretty cool thing that you just showed me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bringing it into the physical world and so that people can see these things. And that does so much more. And that, that's, you know, part of the reason for this art collective is we are saying like, okay, you know, massive respect to the developers. It's, it's, you know, one of the things that we're really focusing on, massive respect to all the techies. But also we have to try and showcase some of the art and design that's in this space because sometimes I don't think it gets as much appreciation as is necessary because it really is something that can push this forward. You know, you mentioned the art, people seeing a painting or people seeing a product and it really is something that draws people in. And uh, once they're drawn in, yes, then they can learn about how amazing this technology is and how the amazing work the developers are doing and and why this is the best money. But they do have to be drawn in first. And like I said uh, many times now in this podcast, you guys are doing it... is mind-blowing i like you haven't been around for that long but i look at the product range you've got i look at the quality you've got and uh it's seriously impressive yeah i mean artists and builders i look at it as we're we're the front runners of the marketing campaign mm. i mean the ones are building the technology that make it run how it how we want and we're, we're the marketers almost is we're we're trying to make it as cool as possible because I can't code. I'll tell you that right now. I, I needed help when I first got my raspy blitz going up. Sometimes when my nodes crash, I got to go talk to lightning in the box and be like, hey, man, I'm about to lose a lot of money. Can you help me save my <laughs> node again? And like, I'll try to learn on myself, but some like sometimes serious shit happens. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I don't want to lose all these sets and then get locked out. I'm not a coder. And that's where I try to give back. I, I'm not a coder. I can't code. I can't build anything, but I just build products in the space and design. That's That's what I'm good at. Yeah. And and SF, with you, is it something you dabble in? Do you get your hands dirty with code? You know, how far do you go down that side or are you really just focusing on the design? Well, I, I wish I could code better. Uh, I do some CSS and some basic HTML, mm-hmm. but that's definitely not where my speciality lies. Uh, I do like it, um, especially if it's... Relatively easy work, like coding some CSS for a custom HTTP server checkout. That, that I do enjoy, but it's fairly easy to get a handle on that, but make it more complicated. And I just uh, I have to spend so much time trying to figure even the most basic stuff out. Yeah, it's coding is maybe something I would pick up in the future but for now only on very very rare occasions and on only the simple css stuff to be honest Mm. so i have a lot of respect for the people that actually know how to get into the nitty-gritty bitcoin stuff and can 
do anything from their uh, command line interface. So when I see stuff like uh, the folks building uh, the bloodstream satellite and yeah, sending so cool. all this, building stuff like chat over the lightning network, uh, it gets me really, really excited and, and bullish for the future of Bitcoin. But uh, I couldn't imagine doing that stuff myself. Yeah. Well, I think you've got to focus on where your talents lie as well. And it's very easy to get distracted and, and sort of be like, oh, I want to be a developer and but I'm also an artist and I'm also a designer. And, you know, you want to go down all these routes, but well, you can't do everything. Yeah, of course, you have limited time. You can do everything. That's absolutely right. But I must honestly say that um, there's a huge case to make for having a more genera- generalist view on things and to mm. be able to at least better put yourself in the shoes of someone who does something completely different than you do. So I've always tried and be more of a generalist than diving down into one subject only and specialize to the fullest. Um, I, I think it was Darwin who once said, specialization breeds extinction. <laughs> if you... If you're specialized to such an extent in your small niche of whatever ecosystem you find yourself in and the world around you, you know, the rug, the rug gets pulled because <laughs> of some uh, black swan event like Bitcoin or whatever. Uh, yeah, you're, you're screwed. So a broader understanding of how things function and interact with each other. I think especially in these, in these days is uh, something very valuable. I completely agree with you. And I have a theory that to truly understand Bitcoin and to truly be interested in this space, you have to have that view. First of all, I think people have to be humble enough to understand what they don't know and also to be interested enough in enough different things. To understand it, you, you can't just come at it from one angle. You have to come at it from many and, and have an understanding of, you know, you can't just come in this and uh, look at it just as money or just as code or, you know, just as game theory or just as one thing. You have to appreciate all of it and well, I, I believe that there's a Bitcoin community. I really do. And I th- feel that there are very similar traits that I see in the Bitcoiners that I communicate, certainly uh, on Bitcoin Twitter and the type of interviews that I do, that there are common threads that run through. And one of them is that you are interested in lots of things and willing to try lots of things, because otherwise you wouldn't be here. I agree 100% on that. It's a weird thing, but you know, a lot of us, we're different in hobbies we have or the careers that we've had or certain views that we have but there are certain things that link most bitcoiners personal responsibility willing to just say fuck off i'll do my own thing i'm not interested in doing what everyone else does and willingness to just learn and just accept that we don't really know anything and uh yeah that's one of the reasons i just i I love having these conversations i love speaking to other bitcoiners because you don't see or speak to these sort of people in normal life or i don't come across them yeah not at all i mean it's pretty much we're building fuck you money and it's the greatest thing ever. I really, <laughs> truly believe that now after being in here for so long now. It's just, it's how can you not like it? It's fuck you money and we're building the future we want. Obviously, you guys are 
full on Bitcoin as you built a business to uh, to make some of the coolest products that I've seen. You know, you're talking about fuck you money. What is it that is shaping that view? Are you people who have sort of come in and and you're now like, okay, we can create a new world, we can create a new structure and that what you're seeing around you and that what other people are accepting and rolling over for, are you sick of it? Are you looking for a separate world or a, a different opportunities? How are you viewing this thing going forward? I guess, I guess for me, it's just, I, you look around and you, you kind of, you kind of, when you go down the rabbit hole, you kind of learn everything about how the system is pretty much flawed to screw over the general population. And the further you go down that rabbit hole, you realize it all comes down to money and who controls the money supply. And then from there, you're just like, well, how the hell do I get out of that system? And I think once once you understand that, I mean, you look at Bitcoin as you're, you're one way out. I kind of look at the right now, the whole world is in turmoil and it's like all fucked up. And then I look at it as like Bitcoin is the one saving grace that we that we have a shot at actually fixing society and stuff. Truly, like it's crazy. The more you go down the rabbit hole, the more you understand what Bitcoin can really do to everything. It can change the world and it's awesome. Yeah. And SF, similar views or uh, you're going to throw a curveball in here? <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, the crazy thing is I... Uh, I, I understood pretty early on that the incumbent money system was a rigged game. And I don't really blame the people that print the money or that decide for all the rest of us how much our time and money is devalued every year. I see this these things as emergent phenomena in the entire social construct and economy. I think if you or I uh, was born in the place Steve Nuchin is in now, we would do the same. I think humans are more alike than that we differ. And yeah, this the way the system is, has evolved over time, and with system I mean societies and the way money works. It's not really very surprising that it is the way it is. Mm. Um, and I knew this pretty, pretty early on, but I did not have a solution. And I do think it's not very weird that a lot of people will start to grasp at other ideologies like maybe we do need uh, some central planning and some Marxist vision that will uh, save the world or whatever <laughs> that's <laughs> I, I can understand people leaning towards ideologies like that thoughts like that because I myself at one time um, felt the seduction of, of, of these type of uh, theories but since I understood when when I finally when it finally clicked for me and understood uh, what Bitcoin is, how it works, why it works, and what it can do for individual freedom, this where I, where I once felt powerless to change anything about 
the, the, the way things are about the incumbent monetary system, fractional reserve banking, all that stuff. And I feel we have a fighting chance to circumvent all that. And even if some outside institution or agency or corporation or government has strong opinions about how people should live their lives, they can do a damn about it. <laughs> we can do as we please. <laughs> we can, as long as we have the internet, as long as there's ways to openly communicate and not get bogged down in absolutes, and as long as we can keep this crazy thing called Bitcoin alive, <laughs> we've got a chance to at least give freedom, to, to give people the freedom to decide, to decide for themselves what they want to do with their lives. And I think that's very powerful. It's incredible. That is another thing that I speak to so many Bitcoiners on. And there's so much negativity in the world. There's so many people who are so fucking miserable. They have no hope. And when I speak to Bitcoiners, really the message that I'm getting is just Bitcoin is hope to them. And that's exciting. That is something where so many people, and I include myself in that, before Bitcoin, I was so pessimistic. There's so much that was concerning me that was going on in the world. But I was like, well, there's no way of me fixing it. What's the fucking point? I, I don't see anything exciting happening. There's no way to beat this. There's too much power in the governments. that we're, we're fucked. And then this came along. And once you wrap your head around it, it is world-changing. It is mind-blowing. And to have something that gives this much hope to this many people I think is why we're getting this creativity, why we're getting so many artists being drawn to the space, so many creators being drawn to the space, so many people with revolutionary ideas being drawn to the space. And uh, I look around at the group of people I'm speaking to on Bitcoin Twitter, and I step away from it for, you know, a day, and I go and speak to normal people, and I go and see what's happening in normal businesses. And Jesus Christ, it's boring. It's so boring. It's so depressing. (laughs) <laughs> really is. <laughs> isn't it it's a different world it really is it is it's completely different than the world that we're trying to like or the world that i'm pretty much circular in now i mean and they don't they don't call it the rat race for nothing and and that and that and <laughs> uh, 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 that uh, when we're talking about the rat race i think the way buffett called bitcoin rat poison squared is very very fitting um mm. but what he didn't what he felt to mention was that all the rats are central bankers and Bitcoin is going to wreck them. Bitcoin is the poison. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it certainly feels like that right now as well. I don't know if you guys have found this recently, but normally when you speak to no coiners, they will laugh at your ideas and they call you crazy. And, you know, the idea of saying, oh, the dollar's going to fail and Bitcoin's going to be the world reserve currency and all the crazy stuff that we talk about in Citadels, they just think you're a fucking lunatic. But this year... I think we're in cults, man. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly <laughs> that. We're in a cult. But, we're in a cult. <laughs> yeah. But this year, have you seen a difference? Have, have people opened up a little bit more? Because, I mean, you turn on the news and you're like, well, this is pretty fucking crazy as well. Maybe these guys aren't that mad. Like, Maybe this stuff could happen. Have you seen a, a, a switch from people uh, that you've been speaking to? It kind of depends. Um, some of the smartest friends I have still don't own any Bitcoin. And they're just 
smart for their own good, basically. Because if you take a cursor, cursory glance at it, it does look like a scam. It does mm-hmm. feel like it can't possibly work. Uh, the, the, it needs a little bit more effort to finally sink in and click. And I get that a lot of people don't have the time to really take that dive, even when taken by the hand and shown. Look, if you just read this or listen to this podcast, spend four hours, two hours. Don't trust me. It's still, it's difficult for folks. And then, then there's some other people who, who are more trusting of, of you when you say, listen, you just, please just take a look. If you don't trust, put a little bit into it. Some folks are open to it and they'll, yeah, maybe they would trust me if I try to sell them a perpetual motion machine. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. But yeah, that's, that's the contrast I see between folks. But to find, to, 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 I'm not sure if the mood has really changed. I think for a lot of people, it would really take new all-time highs and new FOMO. When everybody's grandmother is talking about Bitcoin again, we'll get a new, new group coming in, I think. I'll ask you again in six months. Hi, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, what I what I wanted to ask you guys about because the the Bitcoin fixes this meme is uh, is, is one I thoroughly enjoy. But I'm a, <laughs> yeah. I'm a blunt realist, uh, and I think it's a great meme, and I think it uh, it works very well to get folks interested. But I don't see Bitcoin fixing. Everything, of course. Uh, what's your opinion about this, Rick? I, I mean, I, I look at it as if you fix the money, you fix the world. I said, I think Marty said it the best when he said mm-hmm. that. I mean, because it's true. Everything stems down to money. You could, uh, you go back, and people are always like, "Well, it's not, it's not all about money." But it, re- it really is. Society is literally driven off money. Yeah, of course. So if you can fix the money, I think you can entirely fix the world. And I think that's where Bitcoin always will fix everything because everything goes back to money. Yeah, but, but I'm a nitpicker and I find it, it, it <laughs> lacks nuance because if you also think that power corrupts and a lot of money brings a lot of power, there are going to be some very wealthy people doing a lot of shady things. If the money is dollars or Bitcoin or yen or whatever, I don't think that'll change human behavior. Hmm. Uh, from my monkey brain sort of way of looking at it you know I've, I've only been involved for a few years I'm but the best way that I can kind of describe it to people as I'd say is there's only really in the universe a couple of scarce things and those things that humans have been trading for money are time and energy and we trade our time and energy for something that is continuously increasing in supply and it buys us less and less. We're trading our time and energy for fiat money. And the only other thing that is scarce now and truly verifiably scarce is Bitcoin. And I do think if people can get off that hamster wheel and people can trade their energy and time for something that is scarce and that they really control, it's not going to fix everything. There's still going to be 
a big wealth divide. There's still going to be a lot of issues in the world. There's always going to be assholes who are going to take advantage of people. There's always going to be problems. But I do think it's a really good start. And, and like you said, uh, I think that you know, fix the money, fix the world is is one of the best memes out there. And, and Marty's really nailed it with that. Because, uh, Did we lose him? Oh, he dropped out. Lost you guys there. Yeah, hopefully he joins back up. Oh, Oh, he might be back. (laughs) We're going to run this podcast now. (laughs) We're still recording. We're going to run this podcast now. Max, you there? (laughs) He keeps going in Hmm. and out. Well, to uh, continue the talk. (laughs) (laughs) What should we talk about? We're running this podcast. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, Crypto Cloaks taking over. This is uh, Welcome to the Crypto Cloaks podcast, where we're going to continue the story of the 21 podcast. And SF. Talking to you live from uh, the Nerd <laughs> Castle. Welcome to the Nerd yes, Castle. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, we're bullish on Bitcoin and we're bullish on humanity. I, at least, am very optimistic about how things are going. And uh, I do think Bitcoin fixes a lot of things. I lost, I lost back, you back both now. there. Sorry, I don't know where we, uh, where we cut out. I think he's having Yeah, well, um, we're sorry to say it's our podcast now. <laughs> and uh, we've kind of lost you out. So, uh, welcome to the Nerdcastle podcast. Thanks, Max. <laughs> what what are you uh, naming it? Let's use your podcast. The Nerdcastle. Very nice. Yeah, I mean, oh, take man. over. That's You'll really do a much funny. better job than me. Um, Hopefully, I look we don't lose to tuning this in. Where can I find it? Will it be we're like 44 the minutes in now. <laughs> I won't even be able to remember all the shit we talked about. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know where we got cut off there. Here, let's go. I think I, I'm, I'm hoping I can edit I'll these bits together. Down, the, down below. Yeah, I, like you said, I don't know where, I don't know where the line is, and and this, this Bitcoin fixes this meme. I think is very reasonable. I think you made um, some pretty good points though. And SF. for a lot of things, it does fix about not know, fixing everything, this, but the world's not perfect. And and I think that sometimes where people take too much of like they get into the nitty gritty and they're like oh well you know okay it's not going to fix this this is still not, we're not going to yeah. be perfect I think we do have to just accept the world isn't perfect the world is just chaos and Uh-oh. all we can do as humans is try and create less chaos and 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 a good life for for us and the people around He's us not even chatting, just try not regular wait, chat one second man. one second Max can you hear me I can hear you yeah because I don't think Rick hears you Rick. Can no, I, I Max can Max can, yeah, I, I, can, Max can, can you I, yeah, Rick, are you there? I can't hear Max. Well he's here again, so um Okay, one sec. I'll I can quit. see him, but I'll it but I can't hear him. <laughs> oh he's gone again. Up? Yeah, I, he he just told me he's uh, checking out checking in again to see if he can hear you okay. after. Yeah, I couldn't hear you because so you dropped out for like two minutes. And then me and SF. No, no, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know what is going on, but uh, I can hear you now. Is SF? Is SF but talking right Rick? now? I'm not hearing Rick at the moment. What the hell? I can't hear him. <laughs> SF, leave and come back real quick. That's the best thing. He is. Yeah. Uh, can you? I don't know what's going on here. This is. What the hell is going on? Well, shit. Now I, I guess can't Rick hear is him. out. No, Rick's uh, SF. What can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. So Rick can hear me, and so can you, but you can't hear each other. Uh, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> this is ridiculous. before Rick went in and out the the pod, I don't uh, even know. I could hear on. Rick, but he couldn't hear you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so that's uh, weird. This is so weird. <laughs> so that, that's one thing Bitcoin doesn't fix. 
<laughs> yeah, that's one thing Bitcoin does not fix is sound issues. And uh, <laughs> what what I was going to say is, I think this conversation has been awesome. Although we've had the audio quality issues and and like I'll do my editing and, and we'll get some good bits out of it. I've really enjoyed getting to learn a little bit more about what you guys are doing and how it was formed. I really am going to have to get you on to bit by bit the other podcast at some point when we when we have like clear audio stuff because uh, you know we haven't been able to dig in as much as I'd like to and uh, some of the stories that you've started going down and some of the rabbit holes have been fascinating. To close this one out, I'd just like to say everyone at 21ism really is in love with what you're doing. Everyone in the Bitcoin community is as well. And uh, we're, we're very, very proud to be featuring you guys. It's, uh, it's it's an absolute honor to have you on the platform. And Dude, seriously, that I means really a lot. I mean, that's just motivation to keep me going, man. So thanks. I really appreciate it. I, I wouldn't be anything without the community. So, I wouldn't so be anything without the guys that I have. Thank you for having us. Thank you so for this kind Really appreciate it from everybody. It's been an honor to be invited. Uh, and have a chat with you. And I would really love to repeat it. Uh, definitely. I feel there's a lot more we can talk about. Some uh, some projects still in the works, some philosophizing about Bitcoin and what it will do for humanity and our near and long-term future. <laughs> so yeah, thank you. I can't hear him talking. A- 100%. And uh, SF and Rick, I-, I had you both in my ear at the same time. <laughs> I don't know if you could... Yeah, so like you can't hear each other, but you both <laughs> said some lovely words there, and uh, I feel the love. And like I say, I love the products, and definitely I'll, I'll have you on bit by bit, and we'll get a little bit deeper into all this stuff. Maybe grab a whiskey or uh, or a glass of wine, and and go into this kind of stuff a bit deeper. But it has been amazing speaking to you, and we will definitely catch up again soon. I, I really hope I can do something with this audio. But thanks, uh, man. Absolutely. Absolute been pleasure awesome. speaking to you, and and I hope you enjoy your evening and day and whatever time it is where you are. Later. I'm afraid to talk now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I'll speak to you soon. Yes. Sounds Take good. Care. Thank you very much. Kapotiki, ja kare svi, 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 kapotiki, ja